What is up, Achievers? I want to start off today's episode by telling you guys I am hosting a one-time only masterclass this Saturday. Now, I don't think it comes as a surprise to say 2020 has really been hard. We've had to do so many pivots. We've had to struggle a lot with our mindset, with uncertainty. And I don't know about you guys, but we're reaching October and I'm a firm believer in ending the last few months of the year like we want to start the next one. I'm a firm believer in knowing that we get to choose our mindset. We get to choose our path and to get that clarity is necessary now more than ever. And that's why I decided to have this masterclass. I wanted to keep this extremely intimate, extremely intimate, because not only are we going to be doing hot seat one-on-one coaching, but you'll also be doing mindset exercises. You're going to leave feeling so incredibly clear on what your next steps are in life, plus having that confident, clear mindset to back it up. Now, I believe that who you spend your time with matters because it literally changes your neurochemistry and it changes your life. That's why I wanted to keep this very small, very intimate, and it's only going to be five high-achieving, entrepreneurial-spirited humans in this beautiful masterclass. I know that Everyone has their own individual struggles and there are definitely some that overlap with others. To be able to be in a group and learn from everyone else, to be able to see who's struggling the same or to be able to see who inspires you or who you get to inspire is a priceless, priceless treat. So with that said, this masterclass is a third the price of my current one-on-one package but you'll get that same one-on-one support and spots are going to fill up. So don't wait to register. Seriously, do not wait. Like I said, this is happening Saturday, October 10th at 12 p.m. Central Time. I hope to see you guys there. All registration is going to be in the show notes. Plus, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, reach out to me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com. I'd love to chat with you. I hope to see you guys there. And now, on to the episode on language. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast, the place to be to gain a rock-solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal-smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. What is up, Achievers? We are diving into a meaty and juicy topic today that I am not going to lie, I thought we did a topic on a very long time ago, but it turns out that we have not, and that is blows my mind because this is probably one of my favorite things to talk about. And if you are a client of mine, I already can feel you rolling your eyes because I think I tell my clients this topic or we touch on this topic at least once a freaking week because it is just that important to our day-to-day fulfillment. And that is language. Now, I am not saying 
Um, watch your mouth. You can't speak. We're going to wash your mouth out with soap. No, I'm not saying anything like that. What I am saying is what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying to yourself? What are you saying out loud? And how does that reflect upon your energy? So I'm about to blow your mind for a second. And you probably already know this, but I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. The words that you use will raise or lower your energy. Point blank. It is that simple. So if you are using words and you're in a very heightened, um, what we would call angry state, if you are using words like the world is over, I cannot believe this happened. I'm so fucking frustrated, so on and so forth. I can literally feel my like anger raising right now. When I use words like that, my experience is going to be so heightened in energy. However, when I'm using words like, you know, I'm a little peeved, you know, I might be a little bit ticked off right now, but I'm going to figure it out. You know, we know the next step forward. All we need to do is that. Sure, I might have been pissed off a second ago, but right now I need to be clear. So like, can you feel the difference in that? So today we're going to dive into why that matters. Why that matters and how you can start reflecting on your own language and how you can start changing it and seeing what the difference comes from that because let me tell you, it's um, wild. Also, to let you guys know, I work with my clients consistently on language. It is something that is a never-ending practice, but let me tell you, it is something that the more and more you refine it, the more and more you notice a huge change in your energy, in your optimism, in your motivation. I mean, the whole gamut. And I'll also let you guys know, we will definitely be touching on language at the masterclass on Saturday. So if this is something that you know you need, I cannot stress this enough, register, Reach out to me if you have questions, but I hope to see you there because this is something that is so important to learn. So I want to really um, touch on where we might be at right now because I think that just telling you guys about language is really cool, but if you don't currently know where you're at with language, it's not going to really do a whole lot. You might have another tool in your tool belt, but... Unless we know why we need to change it now or what areas of our life need to be um, tweaked by it, we'll say, we're not going to really know what to do with this information. So I want to start off right here by asking you, what are some habitual language patterns you have? So let's dive into a little bit clearer of what that might mean. If someone comes up to you and asks, hey, how are you doing? What's your automatic response? Sure, you might have had something happen or you might have an external circumstance really affecting you that day, but what is your pretty run-of-the-mill response? It might be, I'm good or I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Normally, society has um, conditioned, I'll say, us to have pretty run-of-the-mill language. We don't have much language that is leaning positive, that is heightened and excited. So if someone came up to you and they said, hey, how you doing? And you went, I'm ecstatic. I'm on top of the world. I'm elated. I'm so on and so forth. That person would think you're a psycho. So, but I, I'm, I have so much qualms with that because I would so much rather someone come up to me and me be able to say that back to them and that shock the living pants off of them. But me have my energy raised and that frequency raised as well. So, we really tend to disassociate with that high energetic, powerful, positive language. Now, here's the weird part though. We will not disassociate as much, honestly, we kind of cling to high energy 
negative language. I hate it. I feel overwhelmed. I feel stressed. I feel out of control. I feel um, anxious. I feel like I have a really high anxiety meter right now. I mean, guys, these are just words I've heard this past week, either from community or from my clients or from myself. These are just habitual words that we might use consistently, but that really raise our energy in negative ways. So I want to ask you here, what are some run-of-the-mill language patterns that you use? Meaning, what are some neutral language patterns? Fine, okay, whatever, sure, that kind of stuff. What are some negative high-energy language patterns? Overwhelmed, anxious, stressed, I hate it, so on and so forth. And what are some high energy, positive language patterns you use? And if any, it really really astounded me when I started looking into this stuff a few years ago, I don't have a lot of high energy language patterns that result in a positive energy. And that bummed me out. <laughs> Talk about a negative association, but... I, I I started tweaking some things. So when people ask me how I'm doing, I started saying, instead of I'm good, I started saying I'm great. And that is now <laughs> kind of melded into if someone really knows me and they come up to me and they ask how I'm doing, I will have no problem saying, I'm fucking fantastic. Thank you so much. How are you? And even saying it just makes me so happy, so much lighter, so much more energetic in a positive way. So I want you to even pause this podcast right here. If you're at home or even if you're in the car, um, do not do any written work or any texting or anything while you're in the car. Please blanket statement that for me, this podcast and every other podcast going forward and going backward. But if you are sitting down, go ahead and write some stuff out. If you are driving, go ahead and just think some stuff through, obviously paying attention to the road. Can you tell them all about driving safety today? Or if you are at home or something like that, just go ahead and either write down or just think about just starting to get aware. Start to get aware of what some negative high energy language patterns you have are, some neutral language patterns, and some high energy positive language patterns. Now, I want to just preface right here. Your high energy language patterns might be good or great or I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Stuff like that where it's like, how do I say this nicely? Um, pretty boring high energy language patterns. Sorry to be such a jerk about your language patterns. We're going to get through it. We're going to get better. So the reason I bring this up is because if we have energy patterns that are positive, that are high, but that are kind of um, on the lower end of high, but we call them, you know, good enough, guess what your energy is going to emulate? good enough. I'm good enough. I'm I'm just at the bare minimum of uh, doing enough, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, instead, why not be a outstanding? How Why not be at a higher level energy than everyone else around you? Why not? Be a person that everyone looks at and says, wow, look at that person's energy. They are on fracking fire today. Oh my gosh, I want to be like them. And it actually, you guys, here's a spoiler alert. Here's the best part of this. Other people will look at that, get inspired, and quite literally raise their own frequency right then and there just because of something you did. 
If I had a nickel, if I had a nickel for every time I entered a room or entered a conversation with a client that I had some really high positive energy and they were like, you actually started to make me feel better because I started to match that level of energy that you were at. Now, I don't say this to be like, hmm, I'm so amazing. Look at me. I don't say it because like that. I say it to say this stuff works. When I am in a run-of-the-mill state, we'll say, and I hang out with my friends who are passionate, who are excited, who are thrilled about life, I will raise my energy up to meet them because I attach to their language patterns. I hear their language patterns of what they're saying. They're saying, I'm so excited that this happened this week and I felt amazing about it and it was um, the most amazing work I've ever done, so on and so forth. And they say it with some really high energy behind it. So after getting aware of what your energy might be or your um, uh, run-of-the-mill language patterns might be in both bad, neutral, and positive, we'll just make it as binary as that, I want you guys to start looking at what are some ways we can tweak them to our advantage. My favorite way to tweak it is to get rid of the neutral category. I don't know about you guys, I do not want to live my life in a neutral state. I want to live it with energy. I want to live it with forward momentum, with motivation, so on and so forth. And yes, we've done a few episodes on motivation. I know that shit does not come naturally. That stuff is not something that just like pops out of the ground every single morning because you're born with it and maybe it's Maybelline. It doesn't work like that. It's something you have to condition. And let me tell you, language is a huge part of it. So get rid of, no more of that neutral language BS. I'm sorry. It is It is a comfort zone blanket. It is like a baby blanket for your comfort zone. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm done with it. No more, com- no more comfort zone baby blankets. Oh God, is that my first catchphrase on this podcast? (laughs) No more comfort zone baby blankets. Uh, Here we go. So getting rid of that neutral, that neutral um, language stuff is pretty freeing, I'll say. It feels pretty good. Doesn't mean it's going to slip out every now and again and you should like smack yourself on the side of the wrist for it. No, it just means you're consciously choosing words that have a higher frequency, a higher energy in a positive light. Now I'm saying if you are feeling really pissed off, let's say, and let me let me just ask you guys this. If you wanted to get pissed off right here and now, would you be able to do that? No questions asked. Yeah, 100%. You'd start thinking about a time that you were really pissed off or about a person who maybe is not um, living up to your standards, if you will, right now. And you just start thinking about everything they do. Every single little thing. That little, that one time, that one time that you were talking and they took a breath and that breath annoyed your very soul. I mean, talk about, I felt anger. I hated them in that moment. So I'm obviously really playing up the drama for this. But if you wanted to get pissed off right now, it'd be pretty easy to do that. But I want to look at how your language can decrease the negative energy because I think we can all agree when we're in a heightened state of negative energy, anger, pissed off, frustration, hatred, overwhelm, sorrow, depression, it is really hard to think clearly. And it is really hard to look at what is your next step forward. Now, I want to be very clear. 
there are some moments where you need to live in some in some feelings. I'm not talking about the moments where you're like, I just need to feel sad, Nicole. Stop hating me for feeling sad. I'm not seeing that at all. I had last week where, um, let's just say Friday, my eyes were swollen and red and stuff like that. I was living in some stuff, but I knew I needed to get up the next day and start choosing some better language patterns because I knew it was not supporting my energy. So I'm saying this for when you are ready or maybe even just before you're ready to start making these adjustments. Cool? Cool. So when you are ready slash when you're right before you're ready, because some people won't ever be ready. The reason I say that is because of that. I want you to look at these language patterns that you've habitually used. Maybe it's overwhelmed, stressed, pissed off, frustrated, um, hatred, so on and so forth. And what are some lower <laughs> energetic, lower energy words you can use instead? One of my favorite examples actually comes from a client who recently did this. She was mentioning how she felt really overwhelmed. And girl, she, is, she has reason. Like if anyone gets a signed off certificate to feel it, it's totally her. But I asked her, I said, this is a word that keeps on point, like coming up again and again. What's a different word you can use that will lower that overwhelmed energy? Because again, when you're in a heightened state, overwhelm's a great example. It's really hard to think clearly. And it's really hard to put one foot in front of the other. So I asked her, what's a different word you can use? She says, I'm frazzled. I'm frazzled. <laughs> and I was, I was like, oh, frazzled's so good. She goes, it makes me think of Miss Frizzle, which puts a smile on my face. And I was like, that's the shit that I'm talking about right freaking there. That stuff. When you are using words in, like frazzled instead of overwhelmed, I mean, I can't help but think of a woman who runs a school bus, who wears a magic planet dress and has curly red hair and goes on adventures down students throats I don't know that that sounds weird but oh god what is this podcast episode turning into looking at that as a great example I'll share a personal um, word that I decided to change entirely you guys know my experience or at least I think I've talked about it on here with the word failure talk about some heavy hitters my friends I had a very negative relationship with the word failure three some odd years ago. I felt like I was living in constant failure. I felt like I was constantly falling flat on my face. I The world was over. I suck. I'm not enough. Like, I mean, God, like, just wrap that in a beautiful little bow. And it was Nicole then. But I decided that failure had such a power over me that I needed to change that word. So I made a synonym to it. And that was feedback. And to me, feedback means learning. I am getting redirected. I am gaining new tools and gaining new knowledge. It almost felt like a huge positive step in the right direction. So now whenever I think of failure, I think I like almost have a smile on my face because it feels like a celebratory moment for me. I learned one way not to do that. Great. I don't have to do that ever again. I can do another thing. So this is... Obviously, that's a very, I'm not going to even say extreme example because I think that's a really good one and I think it's one a lot of people could benefit from. But I want to talk about one word that keeps on coming up in my DMs and that word is stressed. A lot of people are stressed right now. 
Stress, let me just tell you some bad stuff about stress for a second, in case you didn't know. When our body lives in stress, our immune system shuts down and starts work, st- stops working as properly as it does when we are breathing or our heart rate is normal, so on and so forth. So that's an internal disadvantage that obviously stress has. Let's look outward. How hard is it to think of anything remotely positively productive when you are in a stressed state? Everything you do when you are in a stressed state drips in, oh my God, oh my God, oh God, I have to do this, oh God, it's this and this and this and I'm, oh, there's no time, I don't know what to do, like, oh, I couldn't, I didn't just breathe for a minute, that was painful. (laughs) Stress has a lot of power over us. And it is so easy to feel stressed. I don't know about you guys. I could get myself in a stress state like that. I could go on social media and look at 50 people who are creating amazing things and then suddenly feel like I'm not enough and I need to do 50 amazing things. And guess what? I'd get pretty effing stressed really quickly. Or I can call stress something else. Stressed could be as simple as I'm excited, Um, I'm moving forward. You can look at it like that if you really want to kind of play a fun momentous twist with it. You can look at it like I am gaining new information, I am absorbing a lot, I am quite busy and enjoying it. I have a little qualms with that one because sometimes busy is looked at as a um, badge of achievement. And I think we need to stop that now. (laughs) I think that is so destructive. And you guys, you do not have to be busy to be worth living on this planet. Just a little side tidbit for you. If this episode is resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help people like you get rid of your limiting beliefs, get out of your comfort zone, and start achieving your dreams. If you'd like more information about my program, you can email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to book your free discovery call. Link to my email is in the description. Now, back to the episode. But you can say I have a lot of exciting things on my plate. I have a lot of opportunities happening right now, so on and so forth. If you change the things that you're stressed about into positive things, it might make you feel a little bit better about doing them. Now, you know, there's also the whole chunking it down. There's making it small, actionable steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a part of battling stress in the moment. We're not right now just looking at language. Just wanted to clarify that because I'm not going to say that being like, I am so stressed out, but it's all my favorite opportunities. It's just a bunch of new opportunities. Um, Yeah, guys, that's not going to work. But if you match the it's just a bunch of new opportunities with chunking it down. What I mean by chunking it down is stop looking at every single thing you have to do and start looking at what's the next step I need to do. One step. When we are in overwhelm or stress or so on and so forth, it's because we're zoomed out. We are looking at the entire, like, I, this is going to sound so silly. I just watched Lord of the Rings over the weekend and I'm not talking about like Oh, you know, like the normal Lord of the Rings movies. Y'all, I have the extended editions of every single one of these movies. If you have not watched the extended editions, let me just tell you. They are about an hour and a half 
minimum longer than the normal three-plus-hour movies. They are long. They are some long boys. But I'm a huge nerd, and my partner and I really wanted to lay in bed and watch Lord of the Rings all day. But if you were not Bilbo, if you were Frodo Baggins, oh God, I hope this isn't too nerdy for you guys. But you know what? We're we're living our truth today. If you were Frodo Baggins and you were just looking at the entire freaking thing that you had to do, you had the ring on your finger and you knew you had to get to Mordor and put that thing in the fire. Like if you looked at that and looked at every single step you needed to do along the way, every single person you'd probably come across. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I would not move one hobbit foot of mine in front of the other for weeks, weeks. I would probably stay paralyzed and be like, mm, you know, this is solid and all, but Gandalf here's the buddy. Bye. Like, wow. I think that is the nerdiest thing I've ever explained on the podcast, but I'm super here for it today. But if you chunk it down into one step in front of the other. So looking back at stress. Yes, chunking it down. That stuff's very important. But looking at it as not as these are things you have to do. These are burdens that have been placed upon you. These are opportunities. I don't care if it's for the job you hate. That job is giving you some moolah so that maybe you can put some aside to start your dream business. That job is providing you maybe some comfort through insurance or through um, financial comfort. I'll even say that. Or having something to do every single day instead of laying on the couch watching Lord of the Rings extended editions for 12 hours. But... That job you can find some gratitude in. And when you find gratitude in the things that are quote-unquote burdens, they become opportunities. Ooh, that's a quotable. That's, that's good, guys. So looking at the words you habitually use, I want you to find words that have lighter energy to it. Lighter energy to it. My client who used frazzled is such a great one. Um, I read a story one time that someone who would get furious. I'm talking like some anger problems. This person started using the word peeved. They were peeved. I don't know about you. Whenever I hear the word peeved, I think about peeves from Harry Potter dancing around the castle, making up songs, and I smile. Man, I'm really showing my nerd colors today, guys. I hope you're here for it. But I want you to do that. That is step two, I guess, or maybe three if you count throwing out all your uh, neutral language as a step. But let's talk about the very last step, and that is four. Our positive language might be really heightened in energy. And if it is, amazing. I hope you feel that every day. And if you don't, I'm going to gather that maybe it's not habitual or maybe you don't believe it. But for those of you who have run-of-the-mill or neutral positive, we'll say, language, I want to challenge you to bump it up a notch. To bump it up a notch. If you're happy, try a static. If you are overjoyed, try just outstanding amounts of abundance and happiness. You can roll your eyes at me all you want right now, by the way. I don't care. I'm going to be over here living all my happy joy joy moments of pure elation while you might just be happy. Hmm. I, I don't know about you, but I'd rather be one of us, and I think you guys can tell who would I'd rather be. The reason I'm saying this part as step four, and not just to say, oh, only look at your neg- negative language and then say bye, look at step four 
Because if you are living a mm, run-of-the-mill energy, let's say, what is that going to look like on a day-to-day life? One of the things I keep hearing over and over and over again when I ask, like, what do people want out of life? It's more energy. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, that kind of surprises me. Because, you know, at first I'd think, you know, more... (laughs) More money, a job you love, a partner or a relationship that I care for, um, a, a day-to-day fulfillment. No one, no, it's, it's really, a lot of it comes down to I want more energy. And this really surprises me because I feel like there's lightning like everywhere. There's, there's stuff that will get you more energy. And then I look at what really, really does it. And it's not some external thing. It's everything that is internal. And how we perceive the external stuff. I heard a great quote. It's actually one of my dad's favorite, favorite quotes. Your words become your experience. I'm going to say that again. Your words become your experience. So if you are looking at an external experience and you call it, "Eh, it was fine. It was just a, you know, kindergarten play where they just sang and danced and one of them wore an apple costume and it was fine and there was a turkey, it was Thanksgiving, I don't know, it was cool. If you say that, or if you say, these kindergartners, they're so cute, they're little, they're so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and they they look at the world with these huge, big, wondering, curious eyes and they were in turkey costumes for God's sakes. I mean, whose heart wouldn't die? Like, I don't know about you, but I'd rather hang out with the latter person I'd want to hang out with a person who looks at life and uses words and uses those experiences through joy and creation and happiness and abundance and ecstatic and overwhelmed amount of abundance that last one kind of when it took a turn. But I hope you guys are understanding why this stuff is important. So my challenge for you, because I think I'm going to start ending every podcast, solo podcast at least, more like more... Um, Uh, lecture style. I don't know what to call this, but um, more lecture style podcast. I want to end it with a challenge for you all. And today's challenge is I want you to just cut out your neutral language for a week and use the other two. If it's heightened in negativity, try using frazzled or peeved so on and so forth, or um, opportunities. I have a lot of exciting opportunities happening right now. That's for stress or overwhelm. And then looking at your positive language, using your bare minimum, I guess, or higher. Your bare minimum is going to be better than your neutral. I will give you that. And I don't want you to change everything at once because that gets hella overwhelming. But cut out your neutral. Adjust your negative and maybe look into your positive and add some more oomph behind it. That is your challenge for this week. Let me know how it goes, guys. I either want to hear in my DMs at LifeCoachBaker on Instagram or in my email, hello at LifeCoachBaker.com. I love hearing updates from you guys. You guys have been so good recently about letting me know like, hey, this happened or this has been going on and all this stuff. And it, it makes me so happy to see you guys taking this stuff and really running with it and really seeing what the changes are in your day-to-day life. I will tell you, this is not an overnight thing. And I'm talking about not only language, but personal development really as a whole. Personal development is really just one foot in front of the other. It's like the whole Frodo journey. 
You're not going to Mount Doom. You're going to Mount Fulfillment, if you will. But that doesn't mean you have to know the entire way and you know exactly when you're going to get there and you're going to do everything really perfectly and pristine. It's messy. Sometimes you have a rock bottom day and sometimes you have absolute happiness, joy, and fulfillment and it's just all part of it. But let me tell you, the stuff that you learn and the tools that you gain to get out of that autopilot we've all been living in for so long is beyond what someone would call worth it. That day-to-day energy, that day-to-day fulfillment, the way it affects your relationships and your not only like sexy time relationships, I mean your friendships even, your relationship with your family, I mean it just it affects everything in such amazing ways and I cannot recommend this kind of stuff enough. Like I, if you guys can't tell, I'm kind of I'm kind of lit on this stuff and It's not because I, you know, look at this industry and I see, oh my gosh, like, it's so easy to learn. It's totally, this shit's hard to learn. Like, there's so many books. There's so many people. There's so many people who shouldn't maybe be talking into this field. There's so many people who are and they're like so filled with wisdom, but they cost $12 million. You know, there's there's so much um, information to get in this field. And that's kind of what I feel like I was put on this earth to do was just learn and absorb and get curious and get more curious about all this stuff, which is really why I started doing my, my book a week, which has adjusted. We'll talk about that in a second. But, um, I, I want to tell you guys just showing up here today is such a huge win for yourself. And I want to congratulate you on that. So thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for showing up for someone who is going to thank you for it, which is, spoiler alert, yourself in maybe two, three months. Like, um, it really, it, it just makes a huge difference. So I'll stop off my soapbox and let's do some quick segments before we end the episode. So first and foremost, how did I get in my own way this week? Um, I related to this a second ago. I used to have a thing that was like, I'm going to read a book a week. And I'm not going to lie, it was really fun. I loved it. I loved getting to absorb the knowledge and feel like I had such a drive and a passion behind it. And then I came across a 500 plus paged book. And I immediately looked at myself and I said, "Mm, this ain't going to happen in a week. But it didn't happen in two weeks or three or four. It took about, well, I guess four and a half weeks to get through that thing. And I was kicking myself. I was saying like, where did my drive go? I was so excited. I love this stuff. And I mean, the book is literally flagged like a freaking rainbow. Like I I really went whole hog in that thing. But I was like, okay, what is something that is maybe not so Instapot, if you will, pressure cooker? Um, what is something that is not so pressure cooker that still allows me to have this freedom and this joy that maybe doesn't have such an unrealistic standard put on top of it. I'll even go that far. And I said, okay, I am going to do some readjusting. And my mind had a little pity party for a second. And we got, which is kind of why I got in my own way this week, because I let my mind go, way. Um, but I finally readjusted and I was like, okay, 45 minutes a day. 45 minutes a day. I can easily read, okay, 30 to 45 minutes a day. 
I can easily read for 30 to 45 minutes a day. That way the pressure is off. If this is a book that is supposed to be sat and like, like just nurtured, I'm talking like literally every single word should be read with care. I don't want to feel like I have to get through that in a week. I want to feel like I can like really like suck the goodness out of it. And I decided to change it to that. And let me tell you, my shoulders like dropped. It felt so good. So if you are experiencing a habit or a goal that maybe you were really, really excited about, but you're starting to realize, okay, maybe that was a tad too much, or maybe that was a tad too high. Hello, Alexa. Um, Maybe that was a tad too intense for my current lifestyle. Let me tell you, this is your permission. You are allowed to change it to something that is your lifestyle. And if you would change it, and then maybe it needs changing again, maybe blah, 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 blah. But don't try to fit a square peg in a round hole, guys. You have to work within your own means and life. That's one of the things I love about personal growth and personal development. It's personal. (laughs) This shit's supposed to be personal. And I'm going to do a whole episode in a few weeks. It's not coming up super soon, but it'll be coming up within the year about personal development guilt. Because I feel like we sometimes experience like, okay, if I'm not doing it exactly that way, then I'm a failure and I'm a bad personal development student. And that's just not the case. We are so people that need to be treated as individuals. And shameless plug here, that's why I love one-on-one coaching. I don't do coaching to make every single one of my clients a cookie-cutter version of the other. No, I celebrate their differences. Some are more spiritual, and I talk more about the universal woo and so on and so forth. Some are super not, and they don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole, and we talk more strategy. We talk more mindset and so on and so forth. But it's supposed to be personal. And um, again, shameless plug, you guys the best, most biggest leaps and bounds I have ever experienced both in my own life through a life coach or business through a business coach has been when I work with, shocker, a life or a business coach. I always notice so much more stride when I hang, when I hang out with them, when I absorb their energy, when I use their same language. It all really comes together and you have that external accountability, yes, but you have someone to hold yourself to a new standard and that is like piece de resistance. I love it. So shameless plug, if you are wanting to work with someone one-on-one, go ahead and send me an email at lifecoachbaker.com and we'll set up a free discovery call because first of all, I don't think you should be charged right off the bat. I think that's a special kind of cruel. And I think you and I both need to kind of test it out. We need to test the waters. Is this a good fit? So on and so forth. And that stuff's really important. So I really take advantage of that. It is so needed and it's so not the norm (laughs) for sure but if you guys are wanting to explore what I'm like as a coach what it would be like to be coached by me and what are some opportunities and stuff you could have for your hopes your dreams your mindset your goals your so on and so forth reach out again hello at lifecoachbaker.com and we'll set up that call but last but not least segment is what is a small goal worth celebrating this week and I'm going to tell you guys it's pretty um small it's shock of shocks the small goal we're celebrating is super small it's pretty small because I don't know if this was even a goal until I lived it and that was I laid in bed and I watched Lord of the Rings for a whole day and I had the time of my life 
and I turned off work. I turned off anything productive and I allowed myself to be. Um, I don't know about you guys recently, but there seems to be a pretty big hustle vibe in the air, it almost feels like. And I need to remember that sometimes the hustle lifestyle works for a lot of people. It doesn't work for me. I love attacking. I love attacking goals head on and making sure I'm always like growing and every single day I'm better than the day before. But that doesn't mean I'm constantly like hustle, 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 hustle. I on the prize. I on the prize. I on the prize. It means you have to also live. And I do believe so hard in living and being present and slowing down and resting. And so having that day with my partner just for us to be able to connect and and love on each other and really just be two humans who love and support each other so much and just happen to really love nerdy things like Lord of the Rings was so just such a high gift so that was a goal that was a goal of mine that I didn't even realize I had but I did it and it was beautiful and I felt so proud and grateful so I uh, second challenge of the episode bonus um If you are someone who has been hustling a lot recently because you feel like you need to prove yourself or you feel like you need to be exhausted in order to feel worthy, please just know that when you get to that finish line, it's going to feel not like the finish line. It's going to feel like just another step. And you're going to feel so confused. You're going to feel so outrageous. And you're going to feel like you have to make another goal in order to feel worthy. And then you get exhausted. And then you feel like you have to hustle again. And it's not sustainable. I'm going to tell you guys, big, massive spoiler alert, it's not sustainable. So relax. Enjoy. Be in the present. And I'm not talking like make sure you meditate every day. I'm talking about slow down. Watch a show that you love or a show that you've wanted to watch. I'll tell you what, really great, exciting news because this was so, this made me so happy. You guys, The Great British Baking Show is back on Netflix. There is season eight, episode one. It is out and it's just as amazing as ever. So there's your good news for the day. You're welcome. Goodbye. I'm just kidding. Um, but just allow yourself to be present. Allow yourself to slow down. Allow yourself to enjoy life. I can't believe I even have to say that, but I do. Allow yourself to enjoy life. You so don't get enough time with it. Please allow yourself that gift to just slow down and enjoy. You guys, thank you so much for being here. This conversation took many different turns, (laughs) but I'm so appreciative to anyone who listens to the end and anyone who gets the most out of these episodes. I read your DMs, I read your messages, and it just, it fills my heart with gratitude. And it just, I'm so proud of you all for taking this stuff and running with it and really using it to your own personal advantage. I do want to remind you guys, please, please, please do register for that masterclass. Like I said, spots are going to sign up. We only... Spots are going to fill up. We only have five and the masterclass is on Saturday and spots are already being taken. So definitely, definitely do not wait. Go ahead and do that. And like I said, if you have any questions, reach out to me. I don't bite. I promise I want to talk to you and I will let you know if I think this is a good fit and if I don't, like I'm not going to just just let you guys register if I don't think it's a good fit for you. So I love you guys. Please, please, please let me know if you have any questions and I adore you. Have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.